0: Hi, it's Chris Watkin here and I'm joined by Ben Moore, uh, a man who appears to be on social media a lot more than me and that's saying a lot. Thanks for joining me today, Ben. Thanks for having me, Chris. Good to see you. Um, Thank you. Um, The question I want to ask you today is, is that you've obviously embraced video in your marketing. Why is video so important for you and ultimately estate agents with regard to their marketing? Talk to me.
1: Well, Chris, the honest answer is I think video is so important for every business in the world that we're living. We're in a content-driven world, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that as estate agents, we're kind of blessed to be in this industry because, you know, if you think British people typically, they love talking about the weather forecast. And after that, they love talking about property and they love learning about people. So when you think about it, the fundamentals of what we're doing day in, day out, week in, week out, whilst it might feel very repetitive to us, to the outside world, it's very intriguing. It's interesting. So I think video is important just because, A, you the content-driven world that we're living in. But I think given, you know, the industry that we're lucky enough to work working, I think that giving people insights and access into what we're doing, letting them learn about our businesses and about our properties, I think it's just incredibly um, binge-worthy content that local markets can buy into to help you build brand and authority.
0: The issue is, though, is... Many agents know this, but they've got these fears of actually doing it. How did you, what fears did you have initially and how did you get over them?
1: Look, Chris, mate, I I don't know about you, but, you know, we've just come into this video now, right? Done a little countdown, hit record and started speaking. Even now, and at this point, mate, I've made thousands of videos. Even now, knowing that we're about to have a conversation, I'm very mindful that that's recording. I still get butterflies in my stomach. Like, I'm not sure that that ever completely goes away. I think you just get better at managing it. So the fears that I had when I started are exactly the same as the fears that I've got today talking to you on this sofa. It's just that now, because I've done a 1,000 videos, I'm much better at managing that, putting it to one side and focusing on on the task at hand.
0: Okay, but so what were the fears?
1: So I think imposter syndrome kicks in for sure. Um, You question whether or not you've got anything valuable to say whether or not anyone's going to tune into it, whether or not you're going to look or sound a bit silly, whether or not you're going to be judged, whether or not you're going to be criticised. And as we all know, as salespeople, we don't like to be criticised. So I think there's something quite scary about all those things. But I honestly think, Chris, that whether you're a pro on video or you've never been on camera in your life, I think whatever fears and insecurities an agent's got in their own mind, As to what other people are going to think is amplified by a thousand. I think the reality is people are happy to see you giving it a go and they're wishing you to do well or they're just simply not bothered and they're just going to scroll on and get on with the day so I think sometimes we create objections in our own mind and amplify the worst case scenario focusing on what could go wrong rather than the benefit that we've got if it
0: does go right. So we don't want to look stupid and we're fearful of judgment of others I mean, I know agents who have produced over 300 videos and never hit publish once. Really? What what made you... Can you remember the first video you did that you published?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, I was stood on the beach... And I did a market update because at this point I had no stock, no clients, no social, nothing to talk about, really, Chris. Um, so I went down to the beach because I thought there's got like a big fancy shell on the beach that locals had recognised. So I thought straight away, that's something that local people are going to click on. And um, I got a cheap mic off Amazon, like a really cheap, crappy mic, and just stood in front of this shell and started delivering a market update. Now, when I got back and listened to it, it was horrendous. The wind was blowing really strong. It was just about audible but not amazing when i was filming it i remember like there was a family digging sandcastles or whatever across the way and i was thinking oh, i'll just wait until they've gone i'll wait until they're not looking and i sat there and procrastinated for it. it was a big thing for me to do but i did it and once i'd done it and how got how many back, takes did you do uh, I did a couple, faked a couple of phone calls, procrastinated a bit, pretended that I weren't just stood there with a tripod looking like an idiot. Um, but ultimately, once I kind of got into my stride, I thought I'm just going to run with this and just try and just try and get it out and get it published. And I was far from happy with it, but I published it anyway. And then you realise that the world's still turning, no one's bit your head off, no one's criticised you, no one's laughing at you. And then suddenly, once you've done that first one, the second one's a little bit easier and a little bit easier. But oddly, although I was happy to publish um, a fairly unflattering first edit of that first video that I did, after that, I became obsessed with making sure it was perfect. So, like, if I was doing a video and I went, um, um, or I lost my way, or I repeated something, or I said then instead of that, I'd record the whole thing again and start from scratch. And it's only really more recently I've got comfortable with thinking, well, do you know what? No one notices those things apart from me, so I'm just going to get it published anyway.
0: You're absolutely bang on, I must admit. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, a, a thing at the moment on subtitles because I don't think they make a difference myself. Everyone reads the article headline, saying you must put them on. I, I'm trying to prove they don't make a difference. Right. Um, and when I'm putting the... the, the um, The words into the software to get to get the the subtitles uh the average number of ums in a five-minute video is 24. wow really but you don't notice these yeah 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 So, so i think the magic thing is this is there's so many agents that have uh, just about perfect videos in draft I think just get imperfect just get the bloody things out there yeah 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 we, you know when you're on a valuation and you're halfway through a conversation you go uh do you say back to the vet, landlord or vendor say, so, can we just start all over again exactly exactly
1: so, and I think do you know what like as much as I'm a fan of of, of of a polished product in the right circle like for example when I'm promoting a property I'll make sure it's got a bit of you know sparkle about it mm. but I think for your general day-to-day content your market updates your behind the scenes your interviews yeah. with the local shopkeeper
0: whatever. Like it doesn't I, think, I think the magic thing is, is the context of it is that if it's chip shop paper stuff you know you know yes your property tours need to be pin sharp because it's the vendor and it's got to be perfect but chip shop stuff you know you're interviewing the local shopkeepers and the local property market reports they'll watch it they'll never watch it again it's with chip shop paper so just get out there thank you for your time today You've been amazing. My pleasure. Um, What I'd like to do in the next video is talk about imposter syndrome. Is that okay? Of course. Thank you.